0: Hi there, it's Jillian, and I want to tell you about Jillian on Love Plus, your way to get even more Jillian on Love each week by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Patreon. You can access exclusive bonus episodes with extras, including answers to your most burning questions, advice on all things dating and relationships, and much more. Check out the link in the episode description for more information. Hi there, this is Jillian on love and I am on a mission to teach people how to transform their romantic relationships by first transforming the relationship they have with themselves. So whether you are in a relationship, you're single or heartbroken, I've got you covered. I'm Jillian Terecki, Certified Relationship Coach and teacher with over 20 years experience helping people transform their relationship with themselves Through their bodies, breaths, and minds, I have now coached and taught thousands of people to become better versions of themselves and change the way they show up for and within their love lives. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about the oh-so-painful experience of losing oneself in a relationship and how to recover from... An unhealthy relationship in which specifically you felt as though you really lost yourself. And I'm going to talk about and share five steps to reclaim yourself, to reclaim your power, to refind yourself, to reconnect with yourself. So here I go. What does it actually mean to lose yourself? Because it's something I know that I have said before, it's something that I hear countless people. Refer to is this idea of I lost myself. So, losing oneself, the way that I interpret it, my perspective on it, when people come to me and say, I really felt like I lost myself in the relationship, what that translates to me is that they somehow feel as though they abandoned themselves. They feel like they have betrayed themselves. And oftentimes that feeling of self-betrayal is a result of making ourselves small in a relationship, making our voice small, making our opinions small, making our presence small. Self-betrayal also comes from when we sacrifice who we are in the relationship, you know, and that could be because of something that's inside of us. It could have nothing to do with the other person. It could be totally our stuff that we sacrifice ourselves, or it can be absolutely a symptom of the person who we're with and the relationship that we're in where who we are is not tolerated or accepted because this really is a self-esteem thing. So instead of saying, I'm not going to not be who I am. So if that means we're not going to be in the relationship, then so be it. But this self-betrayal really comes from, again, making ourselves small, sacrificing our dreams and who we are. That doesn't mean that we don't change our behavior when we need to change our behavior. It doesn't mean that might be certain things that we do need to change, but fundamentally who we are, we sacrifice that. We sacrifice our dreams, our desires, our needs. And also this self-betrayal comes from whenever we have to negotiate in any way our own integrity. And specifically in unhealthy relationships, really unhealthy relationships, we are negotiating and sacrificing our own integrity all the time. And that really is the same thing as just tolerating a bunch of BS. And so not that every situation of Self abandonment or losing ourselves, which you will learn in this episode, comes down to just tolerating BS. However, there's a strong connection between that feeling of self betrayal and abandonment and being in relationships or in a relationship where we tolerate way less than we deserve. And when we get out of a relationship like that, it's easy to be angry at them, it's a harder thing to face. When we're angry at ourselves because we've totally sacrificed our value system and our integrity and all the things that combined give us a sense of self, we did that so as not to actually rock the boat of that relationship because at the core of it is a fear of not being enough and losing the love of someone who, in this case, is totally unhealthy for us. And something that I have said many times before because it's true that the pain that comes from believing that we abandoned ourselves that is a much harder reality to overcome than the pain that could ever be inflicted on us by someone who abandoned us i think that at the end of the day that's what people really grapple with the most intensely is, okay, it's enough to have the pain of someone leaving a relationship or a relationship not working and feeling unloved and feeling insignificant and our egos being just torn apart into pieces. And then there's the, wow, who am I? How could I have let that happen? And for many people, this isn't just a one-time thing. It's a pattern. It's a pattern that every time they get into a relationship, they lose themselves. Whether that relationship is tumultuous by nature, you know, quote-unquote toxic by nature, abusive in any way, I mean, this is a huge umbrella, the umbrella being unhealthy relationship, codependent, or whether it's a relationship that actually has the potential to be Strong and have a sturdy foundation, but we just get into it. We don't know how to have a sense of self inside of the relationship, and so I want to further just define what losing yourself means. So, oftentimes when someone refers to losing themselves in a relationship, what's happening is that they're hyper focusing so much on the other person to the detriment of their own lives everything becomes about the other person everything becomes about the relationship and i believe strongly based on the experience that i've had coaching and working with i mean so many people have this feeling of lost self inside of a relationship it's really unbelievable and i've felt it before as well. And I think that what I have come to discover, my hypothesis around it is that it really comes from at the root relationship anxiety. It's anxiety. You know, we don't have to call it anxious attachment. We don't have to call it avoidance. We don't have to call it anything as it refers to attachment theory. I think that it's just Anxiety. It's the anxiety of not being enough in a relationship. It's the anxiety of not being significant enough to the person who we are in a relationship with or even dating. It's the anxiety of being rejected. And the fear of rejection is very immense for so many people. And one of the things that when people lose themselves, do in response unconsciously to that fear of rejection is to put all the focus on the other person and yes there's lots of overlap with codependency but i really don't want this episode to be focused on particular diagnoses i want to really focus on the experience and the feeling of losing ourselves in a relationship and you can categorize it in any way that you like and you'll probably notice some overlap but in a way, all of that is irrelevant. What's relevant is this pattern. And so we hyperfocus so much on the other person to the detriment of our own potential, to the detriment of our own lives. And then you couple that, you combine that with someone feeling a lack of connection to themselves and what gives their life meaning. This episode is brought to you by Apostrophe. Have you ever woken up to a pimple or an acne breakout at just the worst time? I know that I have. And the truth is our skin, and particularly the skin on our face, is a big source of our confidence and feeling good about ourselves. And so having clear skin is a big part of our self-esteem. It's also a big part of our internal health. And the thing that's really great about Apostrophe is that it's an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your particular unique skin. All you do is simply fill out an online consultation about your skin goals and your medical history, then snap a few selfies, And a dermatology provider will create your customized treatment plan. And Apostrophe offers access to prescription treatments for all types of acne, from hormonal acne to facial acne, and even back, chest, and butt acne. Because we know that happens. I know for me, sometimes I want to reduce, I just want to like improve my skin texture. And I get freckles, and some freckles are good, and some are like spots that I want to get rid of. So I just love that Apostrophe, you have access to an expert dermatology team. I really love the fact that it's a tailored treatment plan that is so important. So we have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash onlove when you use our code on love. That's a savings of $15. This code is available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash on love and click get started. Then use our code on love at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you apostrophe for sponsoring this episode. So if you're someone who's lost yourself in a relationship, And this is something that is concerning to you, which I, of course it is. You know, it is really concerning. It's very, very hard to have healthy, fulfilling relationships in which we don't have a strong presence within, where we don't have a strong connection to self within. And so you might find that what happens to you in and out of relationship is that there is a lack of connection to yourself and what gives your life meaning. And what you might also find, and what I have found to be the pattern behind this pattern, is that many people, and you might relate to this, is you've adopted certain beliefs, such as perhaps, but not limited to, Adopted certain beliefs, such as a relationship is meant to be the main source of love in your life. A relationship is supposed to always be incredible. It's supposed to be the thing that rescues you. This might not be, you know, a conscious intellectual thought, but these are just, we have this belief system. All of us have a belief system around what a relationship is supposed to do for us, what a relationship is supposed to be like, a blueprint. And we put so much stock in the relationship and in the connection with this other person, right? Because, again, it's this belief that being in a relationship is the most important thing. Maybe you have the belief that single means alone forever. Who knows? But I would say that getting in touch with whatever fears that you have and doubts that you have around relationship so as to uncover why you do lose yourself in relationships is important what is driving you to put so much stock in the connection with someone else that you lose your connection to self and we start to look at this thing like this romantic relationship And we look at our relationship with this particular person and, dare I say, we get so obsessive about it working out and being a certain way and being good enough for them and maintaining it that consequently we lose our connection to our own dreams, we start to feel disconnected to our own needs our emotional resources that include community and friendships and family and just sources of love and connection that is not the romantic connection outside of the relationship, we deny ourselves our own selves in order to maintain and to sustain the connection with the other. And that is the ultimate form of self-abandonment, of self-denial, and it causes a lot of pain because it never leads to a successful relationship. It can't. We simply cannot be happy or fulfilled in a relationship regardless of who that partner is or who that partner is not if we deny ourselves. And we deny the presence of ourselves in a relationship. And it is impossible to be happy or fulfilled when we ignore our lives. So the antidote to this is always to find and cultivate a stronger sense of self, which includes building our self-esteem, finding our voice in many ways, and for many people in the world, not just in relationships, but certainly in relationships, specifically romantic relationships. And speaking of voice, losing ourselves, quote-unquote, in a relationship, it's a feeling of not having had a voice in your relationship. And it's not necessarily because the other person didn't allow you to have that voice. And certainly there are some very highly dysfunctional or abusive situations where that is the case, but it's not necessarily the case. But it's more because of a fear of that by using your voice, you just would not be seen as enough. You wouldn't be listened to. You'd rock the boat too much. And this is something, of course, that could be a symptom of the relationship or it could have nothing to do with the other person and everything to do with your childhood and your conditioning. If you're someone who, as a child, always put the needs of a sibling before yours, you know, if you were rewarded in some way for being more malleable, more agreeable, more go with the flow, And you may have really overdeveloped the muscle of go with the flow, which, as we all know, has its value. But the downside is, if everything is always go with the flow, then we actually never use our voice to say, no, I don't want this, a boundary, or yes, this is my preference. If we're always going with the flow, We're like water in a relationship. And even though there are times to be like water in life and in love, sometimes we have to be like wood. Sometimes we have to be like earth. Sometimes we have to be like stone. Sometimes we have to be more grounded. Sometimes we need to speak up more. Sometimes we need a boundary. And so people with that sort of conditioning and belief system will often find that they feel lost inside of a relationship and it's very painful because it keeps happening and it's not necessarily because they're choosing someone dysfunctional to partner with. Often both people in a relationship that is tumultuous in any way Often, both people feel as though they have lost themselves. This is a very common thing. Because tumultuous relationships take up a lot of our energy. And oftentimes, what makes a relationship unhealthy, tumultuous, like a roller coaster, is two people who feel disconnected from themselves in some way. And they have unconsciously looked to the other person to fill some of their voids, to fill that gap that they experience between themselves and themselves. They've made the other person in some way responsible for that happiness. They've made the relationship and the other person responsible for bridging that gap that they feel between who they are and their sense of wholeness. So when a tumultuous, toxic, highly codependent relationship ends, people will feel unusually disoriented after. They'll think, and maybe you've been there, maybe you're there right now. They'll think, what just happened here? Because it's in those moments, after those kind of relationships, where we, again, feel like we don't recognize ourselves. We not only grieve the loss of the relationship and the other person, we grieve the loss of ourselves. Like I said, it's incredibly disorienting. But it is also a big wake-up call. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. So for all of you who own a business, whether it's a tiny business, whether it is a medium business or a large business, I know for a fact that hiring can definitely be challenging because who we hire to work with us is a really important decision and a lot of thought has to go into it. But if you need a hiring partner that can help you rise to the Unique challenge of hiring the right people, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. With an instant match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job according to Indeed data, which is great. One of the things that I love about it is that it just makes hiring easy. It's all in one place. The candidates you invite to apply are actually three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who see it only in a search. So it's really great. And Indeed does the hard work for you. It shows candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post. And even better, it's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. So start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash J-O-L. This offer is good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash J-O-L. Just go to Indeed.com slash J-O-L and support the show by saying you heard about it on the podcast, Indeed.com slash J-O-L. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. I received a question emailed to us and the team here. It's a brief question. I'm going to read it because I think it relates strongly to what I'm talking about today. How to recover from being in a toxic, possibly codependent relationship where the person becomes your entire source of self-esteem. I broke things off after a very complicated and emotional four-year situationship affair and finding myself feeling empty that he actually let me go and isn't fighting for me. We agreed to end it, but he's never actually let me go before, and it's left me wondering if it was all a lie and not an intense love. I'm having trouble regaining confidence outside of the relationship. And when I read that question, I felt the hurt and the loss in that question. And there's lots of different ways and angles that I can approach Addressing this question, but really, what is at the core of it is this idea of someone else becoming the source of your self esteem. And that's sort of what I meant. It's like when we make someone so important, when we unconsciously make someone responsible for closing the gap between ourselves and ourselves, for filling the voids inside ourselves. And usually, like I said, it's both people doing this. There's just no chance for that relationship to be healthy and sustain itself in a healthy way, as long as that is what's driving it. And so from this question, I've come up with five very important steps. Some of them include questions to ask oneself. To reconnect to yourself and to create a stronger sense of self, particularly if you have found yourself feeling like you've lost yourself in a relationship, and particularly if you find that this is a pattern. So, number one, the first step is really to forgive yourself. Of course, there's going to be regret, there's no way around it. If you've ever been in a relationship that you know just was not a functional relationship in any way, and it really just created a lot of chaos in your life, even if this is just a little bit or a lot, we are going to be angry at ourselves. We're going to feel regretful. We're going to feel disoriented we're going to confront that very painful experience of having recognized that we have abandoned ourselves or betrayed ourselves in some way and so the regret is going to be there but the reality is is that no one teaches us these things in school no one teaches us that our childhood is going to show up in our adult relationships no one teaches us in school how to foster community How to foster and practice rituals that do foster a strong connection with self. And so we have to forgive ourselves because no one teaches us this and no one teaches us how to pick our partners. Whereas, on the one hand, we have to live with the consequences of our actions. We have to live with the consequences. We have to live with the fact, and it's a very painful discovery. We have to live with the fact that maybe we have to really look at how we've been living our lives. We have to live with the consequences of just the pain of knowing that, wow, like maybe I have a lot of work to do, or maybe I don't love myself in the way that I need to. Even with that, that doesn't mean that you don't deserve joy, love, happiness, fun. So you can be Upset with disappointed in yourself, right? You can have regrets about how maybe you behaved in that relationship, how maybe you handed over your entire value into the hands of someone else other than you. But that doesn't mean that you don't deserve to forgive yourself, that you don't deserve love. Regret is a part of life. Making mistakes is a part of life. And so you have to first and foremost forgive yourself. And how do you forgive yourself? Simple but not easy. Let yourself experience joy. Let yourself live your life. Let yourself smile. Let yourself have some fun. Don't deny yourself the privilege of being alive and connecting with others and laughing just because you made a mistake in a relationship. Number two, I know you've heard this before, but it is essential. You have to ask yourself, you have to explore, and you can do it right now, and I'm going to ask you this right now have to ask yourself, what have I learned from this? What have you learned from this? If you are in this situation in any way, shape, or form, you really have to explore what you learned. This is so important. And if you're in a really down-on-yourself mood, that's not necessarily when you're going to be able to extract any lessons from this, You know, we have to reflect on the lessons when we are in a more peaceful state. Because a lot of times when we try to reflect on lessons, when we're feeling really down on ourselves, nothing's going to really come to mind. But you have to figure out what you learned from this. It's so incredibly important. This is how we grow. This is how we change. This is how we break patterns. This is how we evolve from one level of consciousness to the next level of consciousness. AKA, this is how we mature. There's no one who up-levels their maturity or deepens their maturity without reflecting on what they learned. Number three, rather existential, but there's this question, who am I, right? And that can be a very daunting and overwhelming question to ask oneself in general and specifically after, a relationship in which you felt like you lost yourself and abandoned yourself, betrayed yourself. But it's still worthwhile. And in that question of who am I, perhaps an even more poignant question to ask yourself is, who do I want to become? What are the values that I have and what are the values that I want to continue or to start living my life by? What do I want that isn't exactly what my parents wanted. Who do I actually want to become inside of a relationship? This is quite a self-reflection, but it's a necessary one. Because in order to raise your self-esteem, and I definitely, if this is speaking to you, you must listen to my episode, How to Actually Love Yourself and Raise Your Self-Esteem. Because at the end of the day, the losing oneself in a relationship, the making everyone the source of our self-esteem except for our own, these are all symptoms of low self-esteem and relationship anxiety. And so the way that we raise our self-esteem, one of the ways in which we raise our self-esteem is we forgive ourselves, we connect to the lesson rather than the punishment, and we really reflect on who we are, and who we want to become. We start to get more connected to the things in our lives that we want to really live by. What's the code? What's the value system that we want to live by? This is how we start to fill in the gaps that are inside of us. This is how we start to, quote-unquote, reclaim our power. This is what empowerment is all about. It's asking ourselves these really necessary questions, and they really are these conversations with self. What's important to me? What do I value? Who do I want to become? How do I want to operate in the world? Because you can decide. You can change how you show up for yourself and in the world at any point. You can change it. You can make adjustments. It takes practice. It takes intention, but you can do it. This episode is brought to you by AG1. I gave AG1 a try because, honestly, I was so tired of taking so many supplements and wanted a single solution that supports my entire body and covers all my nutritional bases. One of the things that I wanted was just better gut health, just overall a boost in energy and immune support. I take AG1 in the morning before I start my day, and it makes me feel great. It's great for my gut, gives me a lot of energy, I really enjoy the taste, it's just a wonderful thing that I feel that I do for myself every day. And since I've been taking AG1, I have noticed that I am more focused, I have more energy throughout the day, and uh, my hair, skin, and nails are really improving. So why take a bunch of different pills when you have to remember all of them, when you can just mix one scoop of powder in water once a day? Every scoop of AG1 is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and high quality whole food source ingredients that boost my energy, improve my mood, and like I said, gives me better looking skin, hair, and nails. And my AG1 is delivered to me every month, so it's super easy to make it into a daily habit, and that's really the key to all this, is making it into a habit. So AG1 replaces your multivitamin probiotic and more in one simple drinkable habit. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash Jillian on love. That's drinkag1.com slash Jillian on love. Check it out. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Are your subscriptions draining your wallet? The average person has around 12 paid subscriptions, and they might not even remember subscribing to half of those. Hello, I am totally guilty of that. Rocket Money is a really great app that keeps track of all your expenses so you know where your money is going. This actually blew my mind when I found out because, like I said, it's, the statistic is actually over 80% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. Seriously, think about how many free trials you've subscribed to that you probably never canceled. And that's why I love Rocket Money. There's subscriptions for everything these days, from streaming services to fitness programs. And sometimes it feels impossible. In fact, it is almost impossible to keep tabs on what you're paying for every month. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills, which to me, sign me up, I just think it's fantastic. So stop wasting money on things you do not use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash onlove. That's rocketmoney.com rocketmoney.com slash on love. So if someone else had all your happiness, if someone else was the focal point of your life, if someone else holds the key to your self-esteem, the only way to get it back is to ask yourself, who am I and who do I want to become? So that you stop defining yourself through... The lens of just who you are in this relationship. You stop defining yourself through the lens of this other person or any other person. This is a process. It's not overnight. I think journaling would be an amazing idea to do this, to really think about this. And some journal prompts are what's most important to me? How have I changed? What would an ideal life look like for me? What are my dreams? What is most important to me? What are my deepest needs? What are the needs that are really essential for me that I have not been meeting for myself? How can I meet these needs more for myself? And some of you are going to go on a whole journey of learning how to become more financially secure. Some of you are going to be like, I have to put myself out there and build community and friendships. For some of you, it's going to be something else. Number four. Voice. So I mentioned that one of the things that happens when we lose ourselves in a relationship is that we don't have a voice inside the relationship. So a voice includes boundaries and emotional intelligence. So what do I mean? Boundaries are not just about, no, you can't do this or, you know, keeping people out of our hearts or anything like that. Boundaries are speaking up, when something doesn't feel right in the relationship. Boundaries are if you're with someone and they are treating you a certain way that is making it so that you feel like you have to deny your needs in order to remain in the relationship. Instead, you speak up. And I would definitely refer to my episode how to have the hard conversations because I really talk about Speaking up in a way where you're leading with vulnerability and you're leading with love, and you're also leading with resoluteness. So, refer to that. But it's so incredibly important because part of the relationship anxiety that's part of losing ourselves in a relationship is if I speak up, I might be abandoned. I might be left. I might not be loved anymore. And let me tell you something. We have to be willing to lose our relationship to make it a relationship worth keeping. And you can practice using your voice in small ways. You can practice using your voice by just expressing your preferences. So if you're very much go with the flow, you'll just practice saying, No, I actually want this today, not that today. You practice using your voice by telling the truth. If you have been Lying or withholding the truth to yourself or to the person you're in a relationship with, you actually tell the truth about how you feel. But this is where emotional intelligence comes in. One thing that is very difficult for people to do, and I was very shocked at how difficult it was for me to do at one point in my life, is to put language to how it is that we're feeling. Now, emotional intelligence and vulnerability kind of go hand in hand. So let's say we're in a relationship and we have a lot of relationship anxiety. We have anxiety. We have a history, whether it's a very short history or long history of being in relationships where we lose ourselves or being in relationships that are tumultuous, being in relationships that are unhealthy. Like our track record is not great. Or maybe we've had some great relationships, but the last relationship was not good, right? Part of becoming a better communicator in a relationship is having a voice, but using our voices to describe our feelings, for example, when we've been hurt in some way. So a lot of people think, it's not just a think, the habit that many people have is If I put the words, I feel, before a sentence, then I'm being vulnerable. But the problem is that most people say, I feel like you don't care. So that's not vulnerability. That's you using the word, I feel, and then making an accusation, as opposed to, I feel scared. I feel overwhelmed. I feel not good enough for you. I feel afraid that you're going to leave me. I feel afraid. I feel disconnected from you. So practice and actually saying that is also a boundary. I feel very disconnected when A, B, C, and D happens. So putting language to your feelings and or even describing sensations in your body, if you can't find the language, you can say, instead of saying, I feel very anxious, you can say, you know, my chest is starting to feel very tight my stomach is hurting. I'm feeling a lot of tension. You can describe physically the tension in your body that you're experiencing. If putting actual language to the emotions feels too daunting for you and too overwhelming, practice by describing the sensations in your body. Because when we start to communicate this way, when we can be really honest about what we're feeling, when we could put language to it without accusation, When we can express ourselves in a way that fosters more connection and actually builds our voice within the relationship, we raise our emotional intelligence. Number five, you must build, cultivate, nurture a life outside of your romantic relationships. And it has to be a life that occupies your energy, and your time that occupies your interest. This is very important for people who have a tendency to lose themselves in a relationship. I started this episode by saying that there's a disconnection from self and a disconnection from what is meaningful, a lack of meaning in life. And sometimes that lack of meaning leads to a lot of boredom. It leads to a lot of self-denial. It leads to a lot of looking to relationships to distract us. It leads to a lot of turning partners into projects. It leads to a lowering of self-esteem. And your greatest leverage for developing a stronger sense of self, breaking this pattern and raising your self-esteem, is to really build a life outside of your romantic relationships that inspires you in some way. Whether that's through your work, whether that's through community, whether that's through giving back, whether that's through hobbies. And like I said previously, getting in touch with what your dreams are, what it is that you want in your life that might be totally different than what your parents wanted for you. And you don't have to figure this out overnight. This is a slow process. It's a process of building. It's not a process of magic. It's not even a process of just, you know, law of attraction or manifestation. It's building. And it's all tied into who am I? What are my values? What makes me happy? What makes me feel connected? And this is really incredibly important. Every single person I've ever worked with who lost themselves inside of a relationship, all had a challenge in front of them. And that was, for some of them, building community and making new friends, which can be difficult as an adult. But that's why we have to be creative about it. I don't know, join a sports team if you're into sports. Join a religious institution if that is something that speaks to you. Join, you know, something where you're giving back in some way. When we're actually actively engaging in something and we meet people through that versus like at a bar or at a restaurant or something, that's when we start to find community. And it might mean that you have to step outside your comfort zone. And it's very likely, in fact, almost guaranteed that you are going to confront a lot of why bother, or, you know, you'll start to get really motivated to do it and then not do it anymore and get stuck in the rut even more but you got to do it. Having a life outside of your romantic relationships that really preoccupies you in a good way is one of the most healing things for an individual, particularly one who tends to have low self-esteem and finds themselves in these tumultuous type relationships or situationships. You may have a life in many ways, but then there might be some things that are missing. And this is so important. And this is how we find ourselves again. This is how we build ourselves up. This is how we slowly start to break this pattern. And it is a process. So start today. And you can start with small things. Maybe it's about using your voice more, expressing your preferences. If you're always like, yeah, no, just go with the flow. Maybe it is having the necessary but hard conversation with that person or that situationship or whatever it is that you really feel like needs to happen, but you've been too afraid to do it. Maybe it's booking that trip. Maybe it's starting that new hobby that you've been putting off for years and years and years. Maybe it's hiring a therapist to help you through this. But there has to be action. This can't just be theory. So these are things that you can start to put into practice right away. And if you are particularly like the person who wrote in and you're particularly hurting because it's the end of the relationship, Go easy with yourself, but start. Start so that you never lose yourself again in a relationship and you never choose someone again where in order for that relationship to sustain itself, you have to deny yourself. Anyway, I hope this helps. I'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to me at hello at jillianonlove.com. Let me know how this resonated with you. If you have any questions about it, please ask. I can always do a follow-up episode. And given the fact that there are so many people who feel like they struggle in relationships and feel disconnected from themselves and lose themselves in relationships, please share this episode because you just never know whose life you could be turning around because of this. And as always, I thank you for listening. And until next time. Jillian on Love is a Q-Code production. Executive produced by David Henning and Steve Wilson. Produced by Shin Yin Hu. Editing and music by Will Tendy. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds.